Welcome to Fiction Authors Talk Books or Fat Books Podcast. This episode, I'm talking with the darling Ivy Asher about a little of this and that. I named this podcast Fiction Authors Talk Books because I wanted to incorporate all aspects of being a fiction author in the discussions. Being an author is a stressful job with high expectations from both ourselves and our fans, so this will always be a chill conversation that probably goes off topic most times, but we'll have some fun. If you enjoyed the podcast and would like to see your favorite author on here, send them this link and they can get in touch with us at fatbookspodcast at gmail. We take all authors who write fiction and have been published as long as they're polite. Thanks for joining and on to the podcast. What are you, Erin? Are you a plotter or a pantser or are you a combo? Oh, I'm a huge, pl- I'm a huge plotter. Are you? Nice. Yeah, I'm a plotter. I am a pantser, but I am learning the value of plotting. So I'm not a typical plotter. Like I don't do like outlines and stuff. Uh-huh. I have scenes. Like I list a bunch of scenes in my head and mm-hmm. then I kind of fill in the blanks and the track and the rail lines. But yeah, I'm a plotter. I don't ever sit down and not know what the fuck I'm about to do. Like I can't. Right. I always feel like I know, like I, well, I, I daydream it like a movie in my head. So it's like, I know what it's going to look like. And I always know my beginning and I always know exactly where I'm going to end. But then when I, when you sit down at the computer for me is when I just like fucking go for it. So maybe I am more combo than I realize. Yeah. You sound more combo. Do you have beta readers? How I work. So I have, I call them we call each other betas, but really we're like alphas, I think. So the only people who read my stuff is Raven Kennedy and Ann Denton, my two best friends. And we, we all read for each other and that's, that's it. Yeah. I used to do that with some authors too. So we, we read for each other with order of scorpions. I do think I asked another friend who is like in the book world, but not an author to just read it and let me know what they thought. Because with Order of Scorpions, it was so big that Anne and Raven read it kind of like in chunks. So it was harder. I wanted to make sure that the story in its entirety from start to finish felt like, you know, seamless and complete. And because Raven and Anne read it kind of like in little increments, they were like, well, I think it's okay. But like, you know, I read the middle part three months after the first, you know, that sort of thing. So I did have somebody else read for me. And that was the first time I'd had someone outside of Raven and Anne do it. And it was helpful. It was valuable. She picked up on some things, you know, that hadn't been picked up on before because things were read separately. But so I just have Raven and Anne and that's how I've always done it. And I trust them and they always give me great feedback about things and I trust their writing and how they view a story and stuff like that. But I've never done anything beyond that. I've been really lucky in the sense that the three of us came up together and we're all super, super close and super, super supportive because I don't think that's normal. Or at least I don't know any other authors outside of like the three of us of people who have like a proper author posse where everyone's like super supportive and good with each other i think it's rare well it is rarer yeah Yeah. i've had a few but like i know a few that i've talked with now that have you know author Uh clicks that they get along with and their buddies you're gonna find more that try and sabotage you like i've I've met them (laughs) haven't we all yeah haven't we all there'll be more that there'll be more that resurface they're they're let's be honest they might even be the same people let's keep it real like our social circle in the indie you know rh paranormal like yeah Yeah. it's not so big (laughs) it it is but it isn't and it's super vicious at times yeah Yeah. 
it's funny though because you were talking about how important it is to like have a write or die friend that's an author oh my god yes you know i had a lot of author friends and my head was always in the space mm -hmm. It's been actually somewhat mentally healthier for me to have more friends not in the yeah. space. Yeah. Because like I was saying, I have a friend that I walk with every day and I was telling her about all my fears of Artemis and like, I'm so scared what I do after and what if they hate this next mm -hmm. one and da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you're an idiot. And I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> and she's like, she's like, you're being stupid. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I, I'm not debating that I can be stupid. Could you please elaborate, right. like, why you're saying this? Yes, please elaborate why I'm stupid. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, so you've had, like, this this huge selling, you know, thing. It vaulted your career into a different path. You're, you know, you hit a new level. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Mm -hmm. She's like, why do you think that that's the end? Right. She's like, did you hit like 75 and I missed it? She's like, your career is going to have, you know, multiple peaks and like keep going up and up. She's like, 100%. how do you know this next series isn't going to make Artemis look like a joke? Right. And I was like, it never crossed. I mean, I'm not kidding you, Ivy. It never crossed my mind that this next series could actually be bigger. We condition ourselves not to get too excited because you just never fucking know. Yeah. And it's it's devastating when something doesn't hit. Right. Is it like it's it's devastating when one of your kids, when one of your books doesn't do as well as the other. Uh -huh. It really is. Right. I've had series that I just like somebody was like, oh, how come you're not doing more of these? And I've been very honest. I'm like, because four people bought them. Right. Like, <laughs> that's why there are no more. Nobody because, is reading that. Because <laughs> it costs more yeah. to edit the book and make the cover yeah. than it. Yeah. Then but yeah, she was like, you're an idiot. Why? She's like, you're being stupid. Why are you saying that you hope this book will do almost as well as Artemis? Mm -hmm. Why can't, aren't you saying this series is going to be bigger than Artemis? And I'm yes. like, I don't think my mind can like. No understand it being no, I, bigger than Artemis. I get that. I think you just can't well especially like with having done this for as long as you have and and watched like the highs and the lows you know and yeah experienced the peaks and the valleys and all the shit and you know amazing fucking shit that can come with them you just because there's so much uncertainty in kind of everything that we put out there I just think, yeah, our brain can't process that everything's going to be amazing. Like, we just can't, don't and can't think that. Well, unless we're narcissists or psychopaths, right. yeah. There's some sort of, you know, unhinged aspect of you. And if that's working for you, yay, for your unhinged aspect. But, like, for, for a lot of people, that's... Just keep it away from me. Keep the unhinged <laughs> away from me. <laughs> like, it's just, it's, you, yeah, you can't just assume that everything's going to be the next bestseller. Because then if it doesn't happen... Well, yeah, that's true. It's it's devastating, but it's yeah. like I never. I, you get to a certain high, and you're like, I I can't imagine what it would be next. I mean, yes, right. you you see authors bigger than you. Yeah. You see what it is for them, but uh -huh. it's like I don't know. You have to be honest with yourself about who you are. Yes, and we're we're a bit sensitive as artists. I mean, Agreed. I don't. We're not. 100%. I don't think we're. You know artsy fartsy that's such a bad way to say you know it's like you've got to be artist you've got to be business you've got to be all of these things and like mm -hmm. I've had to come to terms with the fact that and it's gonna sound I don't know it's hard to say but I've had to come to terms with the fact that I'm a sensitive person like if you look at the profile of what a sensitive yeah. person is besides violence in videos and movies and books I hit all of it I 
I have a heart. I, I feel very empathetic with people. I thrive in calm. I like the the list of like six mm-hmm. characterizations besides blood and guts in movies because I don't care blow them all up I've had mm-hmm. characters rip each other's arms off like whatever um apparently I'm desensitized to the violence part but the rest of it it's just yeah I'm a weirdo what can I say <laughs> no I'm the same way <laughs> I'm exactly the same way yeah I write very violent scenes and picture them in my head with no, absolutely yeah. zero problem but there, but if I saw a stranger crying in the street, I would immediately start crying. See, with them. I'm not like, much of a crier, but I, I cry when I'm super, super pissed. Yeah. Yeah. It is, you know, the one thing that even for my mental health, I told people back after the death threat um, before that was before Halloween. And I posted about it several times. And I was like, and I even put in author's notes and the books and everything. I was like, look, I need you guys to back off. I know everybody wants more Artemis. I know everybody's excited for the next release. I need you to stop asking me for it. I need everybody mm-hmm. to stop being like, what's next? What are we getting? Where, or especially on the, I hate when you post mm-hmm. the release mm-hmm. and some, and it's like, Hey, here's a new book. I've been working hard on this. Here you go. And somebody's like, oh, I don't like this series. When's the next Seraphine coming? It's like, fuck you. Just fuck you. I this is what you get. And you will like it. Or, you know, like this is this is what I made for dinner. You will eat it. No, for real. I feel like sometimes with releases I morph into like some boomer mom who is like, you'll yeah. eat it all you'll starve. Kind of. The one time I was like, I did a Taylor Swift, like, oh, Taylor's not home right now. She's dead. They're like, you know, when when can we expect a Seraphine? I'm like, you can't, she's dead. I was being a sarcastic <laughs> Chicagoan. I had to tell everybody to just back off, like seriously back off because it, mm-hmm. I don't do well in the what's next, what's next how much longer. And mostly, yeah. mostly the most hardcore gimme, 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 gimme fans have listened. And I've been having more like constant uh, one a month releases so far this year and scheduled. And I'm keeping to writing a book a month. And people are like, wow, did that really help? I'm like, yeah, so leave your authors alone. (laughs) Not just me, leave all of your authors alone. I'm currently dealing with a very similar situation. And it's it's such a fine line between being so fucking grateful. Oh my God, like so fucking grateful for readers picking up books and being interested and wanting more. Like just, I, there's not enough thank yous or love in the fucking world for me to really like portray how grateful I am for that shit. And there's another side of it too, where it, there's a a lot of fucking pressure and I don't want to disappoint anyone. And I know that they're waiting and I feel fucking horrible for moving things around, but it just, it is what it is. And like, I feel awful. And at the same time, like there's so much pressure and it, it can be just so overwhelming and drown out everything. Like I have been working on the third series in the Sentinel world. It's the one that's going to tie Vina and Fallon, who's in the second series, Shadowed Wings. It's going to tie all of them together into what I've called a sept, which is like the group of sentinels who are going to be badass and do shit. So I have been taking my fucking time writing this, which for me, like normally I am publishing like every three months is what I was doing kind of in the beginning. I slowed down a fuck ton last year because I was working on a standalone, which ended up just like 
getting bigger and bigger. It was like the never ending massive book. Yeah, I get it. I no, get, it. get it. I know you get it. It just kept. I tried to bigger. do that with trilogies, and it turned into Artemis. That is twenty six books. So a lot you know, of I get it. <laughs> yeah, I had convinced myself that like a big ass standalone was the way to go because then people weren't waiting for next books and. Um, everyone's always like saying how they are tired of waiting for series and stuff. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to do a big fatty standalone. But I learned that people don't, no, not everyone yeah. likes big fatty books. So <laughs> I learned some things from that. Um, but I've been working on The Hunt, which is the next book in the Sentinel world. And it's just taking me a long ass time because I've created so many threads in the other two series that I that I now have to weave together into this new character and this new story and tie things together and bring things to a close. And it is, it's turning out yeah. a lot harder than I mm -hmm. ever thought it would be to do it in a way that still feels like a good fucking story and not just yeah. like boring as fuck. So I had a release date in October for the hunt and I put my pre-order out a year I thought for sure I even told my readers I was like it's not going to take me this long to write it so like I'm just putting the pre-order out for a year because that's what I'm allowed to do on Amazon but it'll come out sooner than you that you go that far in advance okay see I never put the pre-order up until it's already done with the first round of edits oh yeah because oh. I made a fucking mistake okay bro. yes see, that's my, my biggest fear so I've never done it unless no okay horrible fucking plan horrible plan you are doing the right thing i am now going to be doing what you are doing so because... you wish you met me last year is what i'm hearing yes. you say for yes. me to go don't I've do that <laughs> all the fucking mistakes with that all of them so like i thought for sure i'm like okay i'm used to putting out like anywhere between six to nine books a year like there's absolutely zero chance it's gonna take me a long time to get this out no it's taking me forever to write it it's taking me because this is the going to be like the conclusion to these yeah. main characters stories all together. I have rewritten things more than I've ever rewritten anything oh my. in my entire fucking life. And and just to get it where I want it to be. So it's just taking forever. Moral of the story, I'm taking effing forever. And um so it was supposed to come out in October. So I had Order of Scorpions, which was my big fatty fantasy romance standalone come out in August. I started to realize that I had made another mistake because I had been releasing and then writing the next book, releasing, writing the next book. And I realized that I don't think I, I should be doing that with this end part. I feel like I need to write the entire series and then like kind of do like a rapid release between them and I think that will yeah. be the thing that makes the most sense so I ended up canceling the pre-order and letting people know that like I'm going to write the I have it as a I had it as a mm -hmm. duo in my head just two books I now think it's going to have to be three and so I've said I'm gonna write the whole thing and then I'm gonna put them all out like yeah. you know within weeks of each other and um and people have been great but it's been oh, that was in october that will happen we're now yeah. we're now almost in march <laughs> we're now almost in march and people are you know on yeah. my social media being like okay where is this i'm getting like probably a handful mm. of emails daily of people asking yeah. where the next book is 
And it's like, while I'm so fucking thankful that people give a shit about where it is, at the same time, I'm like, oh my God, I'm taking too long. They're going to start hating me. I don't actually know when I'm going to be done. I thought it was going to be two books. I yeah. now think it's going to be three because they're, it's just getting, they're getting too big. And, um, and then at the same time, I'm also writing other things and those there's potential that the other things that I'm working on might be done before I'm done <laughs> with the next Sentinel books. And I've dug myself like a really, it's like a good problem to have, but like, it's still a overwhelming problem to have. Well, you, and yeah, and you can have a dream job and the working conditions aren't yeah. ideal. It can, yeah, you can still have like a what the fuck moments. I've had people be like, you sound so ungrateful. I'm like, I am a hundred percent grateful, but that doesn't mean that I'm ever going to let people abuse me or treat me less than I deserve. Right. There's it a difference. Yeah. A struggle. You can, yes, I agree completely. You can be the most bestest singer in the world or whatever else. And at the top of the, the, the live in the dream and your manager is stealing your money or all the horrors. Right. Just because it's a yes. job doesn't mean that everything works out. So Yes. I'm very happy that I made this change and said, look, everybody needs to back off. Everybody in, in general, like 99% of people have. And it's, I right. was very honest yeah. about it. And I no longer am saying what I'm working on next. I'm just saying this right. is done yeah. in an editing and it has been a yeah. huge help. It really has. Um, right. So yeah. I, it unfortunately only took me 13 years to figure that out, fucking out, but, <laughs> you know. No, it's like, well, I'm just like, I am, I don't think I can release any books before I put Sentinel or I feel like they're going to come for me with pitchforks. So it's like the worry of like, okay, are they going to fucking just rip me apart if I am putting out other books before Sentinel's done? Even though I am working on it, I'm really doing my best to get it, you know, ready and, and to the level that it needs to be in order to honor the other two series but like it just there's so much more work that goes into wrapping things up than there is to writing new things and it's just a different dynamic and set of skills and like you know making yeah. sure that I'm fact checking you know like everything yeah. that I'm doing so that I'm not fucking up the plots that <laughs> the other books that I've already written my advice would be to be honest on that that you want it done right not done when everybody yeah. wants it and just tell yeah. them because a lot of people just want an update and then they can know okay it's going to be six more months it's going to be this more months or Very true and i mean if they're not willing to give you that time or they're not willing to take your emotional and mental health and are they really a fan and do you really care at that point so true and i think for me it's it's oftentimes my own head and not yes. the reality of what i actually experience with my readers because i will say that there have been other times where like I've had to push back deadlines or things have happened and yep. I don't talk a lot about like, you know, my life or what happens like in the background, but like shit goes down and, um, and you know, you got to make changes and pivot or whatever. And I will say yeah. every time I'm like fucking terrified to be like, guys, I'm pushing this back or guys, I'm changing this or, you know, just fucking not meeting their expectations. Basically, they always meet me with like just patience and kindness and yeah. just grace and support so I think it's more amazing. even what you're saying even if I was just a fan and what you're saying I would be like dude take a breath take your time I want it done right not just done because oh, there's nothing yeah. worse that will that will ruin an ending yeah. 
than rushing to get it. But no, I mean, you're going to get one or two people who are complete jerks about it, like I did right. when I said I need to take a step back, which was really funny because other fans jumped all over them and were like, you're an asshole. Leave her alone. I was like, D you're like, uh, the posse is going to come for you. I'm really sorry about that, but also be nice. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I didn't expect it. I was waiting for people to bring out the pitchforks and be like, I don't care that somebody threatened your life. I want Artemis now. And people were like, take a break. We'll be here. We love you. What do you need? Do you want snacks? I'll come walk Vader. And I'm just like, like amazing because I have to say like, Every time I'm like sure that they're going to be like, all right, you're fucking, we're never reading you again because you're taking too long. You're not worth it. it. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. there are other authors out there. I don't love you this right. much. And yeah. then instead they're like, we got you. It's all good. And you're like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm an idiot. Why do we build it up in our heads that like, they're going to just, I don't know. Abandon us. Yeah. Like for any, we all, every author has abandonment like, is that issues my for real. Childhood trauma coming out. Like what, why do yeah. I do this? Where I'm just like, they're going to hate Bad me. boyfriends in college or something. Yeah. It's, it's, it's something, but for real. And then I finally get the courage to be like, all right guys, well, I fucked up and I'm changing things. And then they're as like, you're out, right. as your outside voice, new friend, Here's your smack upside the head. Just tell the peeps and let them comfort you into saying, we want the best. We want your best, not just whatever you will get it done fastest. So that's, that's your, that's your yeah. wake up smack from your new friend being like, just tell them it's, it's the easiest smack you'll ever have. Cause I'm not in your vicinity. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it definitely goes down a lot smoother than some of oh the hits I've God. taken in this industry. They hit hard. Those hits hit hard. There's a whole fucking mm-hmm. world out there of like hits that you take on the chin over and over and over again until you like yeah. go crazy. <laughs> and like, yeah. Oh god. The never-ending bombardment of people wanting your secrets yeah. or to know what you're doing here or who are you yeah. working with or um can you come into my group and do this or um, I've got book boxes or whatever. It's like one of those things where it's like all good problems but, to have. Yeah. But, but all aspects of yeah. the industry yeah. that take up time and attention and, you know, and can mm-hmm. bite you in the ass depending upon yep. who you're working with. Um, but yeah, it's just like a whole Yep. No, I totally get it. I have a Discord group <laughs> and I've had people be like, you're a horrible person for not allowing people to post about other authors in there. I said, look, I don't know their content. I'm not getting involved in that. I had somebody, I had somebody come in and pro, I've done it before. I had a Facebook group and somebody came and promote in. And then I found out later that it was a book about grooming and like underage. Oh gosh. Yeah. And people yeah. were all up in arms against me because I was promoting this person. I'm like, dude, so I didn't fucking know. I just, yeah. Yeah. I take the stance of like, look, I know you see other people. That's fine. We're in an open relationship, but this is my house and don't bring them up in here. Like it's just safer and easier and everybody can have a fun time about not i mean we talk on my group a lot about not books yeah like and that's fine yeah we're here because of the books there's a spoilers channel or whatever but like you know it's it's just not it doesn't have to always be all books all day all night it's so hard because there's like the creative side of of what we do and then there's the business side of what we do and they don't always they're not always besties 
it's almost like picking your favorite kid. It really is. Yes. And the thing that I've also learned in doing this is that, so in the beginning, when Sentinel took off, you get a little bit of an ego. You get a little bit of a like, oh. Oh, for sure. I got this. Like, I, this is my first book. This is my first series. People are giving me such great feedback. Like, I got this author thing. Like, I am all over this. And you sort of get, you sort of think that the reader is there for you as a person. And I learned very quickly that the reader is there for the character and they are there for the story. Um, will like you and be like, all right, cool. You're cool. I'll read your stuff because you are who yeah. you are. But the majority, that's not the vibe. They're here for the character that they, um, or the genre. Agree. Like, so, and it's a different ball game and it's, to me, it's no longer, um, I love this author and will read absolutely everything that they write because of the author, as opposed to, I love this character, and if you give me more like this, I will stick with you kind of vibe. Yeah, I have a lot that will only read the reverse harem paranormal college one, mm -hmm. and they will not step out that lane. And that's that's fine, if mm -hmm. that's what you want. Yeah. I mean, I, I read what you want. Our time is limited. Our free time is limited. You do you, boo. It's just terrifying as an author. Like, if I didn't already have stuff written and lined up, right? or maybe they won't. Like the main, the one that I decide. So I have three different ones that I have ideas for, or something already written for the the same genre of Artemis after Artemis. Mm -hmm. And one is a little bit, you know, it's she's a vampire, she's not a fairy, she's this, she's not that, but she comes from more the, you know, abused uh, foster care system background. So mm -hmm. I went the other direction, but with the other one that I've decided is next. But like Bevan is so different from. Tamsin uh -huh. like polar opposite that I, it's it's terrifying okay. I think Bevan's awesome uh -huh. Bevan to me is like do you ever like you you know the old cliche kind of I'm a pretty blonde with big breasts and I just coast through everything and <laughs> people men yeah. men do things for me yeah. she is pretty in a way she's yeah. yeah pretty privileged exactly she is like that but she's in the book knowing she's like that. Like, she's got the self. Like, she doesn't just accept it. She's always down on herself. Like, how do I get better so I'm not just being rescued all the time? Right. Love it. That's where she starts. And she's very aware that she is not she's not a bimbo she's smart but she's lacking she needs to catch up and she's getting rescued because she's pretty like that's her she knows that she's the cliche uh -huh. and that's very different from tamsin mm -hmm. so even if it's even if it's a paranormal college reverse harem it's totally different and i'm right. like it's god is it terrifying it's so hard because you want to well, and I think then becomes the battle of finding balance between writing what you think readers want. Yeah, I never do that. I always just write what I want to read and some things fail. I felt the pressure after Sentinel did well to like, to just keep doing something similar and like kind of so to speak ride that train I guess there's really not a better description for that yeah I just felt the pressure to like keep giving readers what they clearly wanted as opposed yeah. to 
you know, writing whatever randomly I was interested in in that moment. And so it's been an interesting journey for me to try and find like what my real voice was like, you know, ultimately yeah. as like an author. It's all terrifying. You you never know what a book is going to do. You just never fucking know. Yeah. You never know what's going to resonate and not. And so I feel like at this point, I just very much have the mentality of I just write the book that I want to read. And that yep. may sound super weird, but I, I write for no, myself. I, that is what I actually, t I, I mean, I've been doing this almost 13 years now. Yeah. yeah 13 years, uh, 13 years ago, almost I signed my first contract. Uh -huh. So I've had ups and downs and lost everything and had to rebuild everything again. I mean, you're good. It's lucky you got noticed, but you're good to have caught that, you know, that audience and gotten that popular. Thank you. Besides, you know, certain books that made horrible movies and I'm not picking on Twilight and picking on the other one that was quote unquote, you know, sexy. Besides that bullshit, uh -huh. you can't get popular if it's not good. I don't know what the hell happened with that freak show, but what <laughs> you got lucky to get noticed. It's nice that you appreciate that. But the rest is your talent. I have the years in that I've said to a lot of newbies or you're not a newbie anymore. You have to love what you write. 100%. If it's inauthentic, you're not going anywhere anyway. And what's the point? Then you're just a sellout doing what the, you think the people's want. Well, I think, you know, when you're you're new and especially with kind of social media and all of that, it can get so easy to get sucked into a chasing game. And oh, like, yeah. you know, we all have moments of like serious and, you know, crippling imposter syndrome and like trying to really find who you are as an author and, and, you know, what it is about you that like connects with your reader and, and staying true to that. But like when you are on TikTok and trying to figure out, you know, what, how to market yourself or, or Instagram or Facebook, whatever the case may be, it gets super, super easy to see other people doing it better or what looks like yeah. doing it better. Yeah. Um, you know, they've got it all figured out. I, there's an author who I'm, I love, love, love her work. And she is always posting um, character art and, you know, merch and all of this like amazing next level stuff. And I look at that and I'm just like, I have tried to hire character artists and uh, the only person who actually showed up to do the work, it didn't go well. It it was a very terrifying, like, fey version of Michael Jackson. I don't know what went wrong, but like, it wasn't yeah. usable. And then I've hired other artists who don't like show up for the appointment, basically. It's difficult yeah. to get people to... Nobody will care about your books as much as you do. That's why I do my own covers. So I see these other people who've got all these like amazing things and they're so good at marketing themselves and they are just next level, always like hyping up the next project. And I'm like, I don't fucking do any of that. So I feel like I'm failing. I feel like, oh my God, I need to be on this level. I need to be doing all of these things. But when you really take a step back and look at it, you're just getting sucked into this super poisonous chasing game and it doesn't yep. serve anyone and it normally doesn't outcome to more sales no it's just more stress yeah and i was doing more videos to for character stuff uh -huh. and i was noticing the amount of attention my social media was getting was going down because mm -hmm. i was putting out so much more my yeah. message was getting lost yeah it gets like and flooded then somebody was completely 
petty because that happens in our profession uh -huh. and reported me to TikTok. I got permanently banned from TikTok. No. Uh, oh yeah. Like right away. I think it was the first what month the I started putting up stuff. Yeah. And somebody was like, Oh, just start again and do another, do it. I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not playing that game. It's I'm too, not. It's a lot. <laughs> But my my post, even that poll, mm -hmm. I mean, within that I showed you, like within an hour, I had like 200 people responding. Mm -hmm. The less, sometimes the less you put out, like, I, not that I'm Beyonce, but like Beyonce, when she puts some out, everybody listens because she doesn't put much out. Right. So I think I've been, you know, I tried something different in January. I've tried several different things. I think I'm honestly going back to the way I used to be a little bit quieter and a little less yeah. noise. Yeah. And that way, when I put something else out there or I post something that's going on, people know, oh, new book. Yeah. They oh, hear I got to pay attention. They see it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I think I'm going back to more reclusive and a little less noise. And just if I find it funny, I find it funny. If Vader does something cute, post a video. But otherwise, yeah. it's about the books for me. And it's easier on me. Yeah. Like it's and then the podcast is the one thing that I want to keep doing, even if it's not gotten much popularity yet. And it's not, it's costing a lot more money than it's not making any oh, because no. it's fun. Well, yeah. And, and that's fine. Yeah. It's for you. And, you know, and ultimately for the readers too. And, and you never know, like it, sometimes you can do something and it doesn't immediately hit, but then does eventually. Right. And then you're like, yep. oh, okay, fuck. Awesome. Good. I love that. Yeah. Like my Karma Bakery series, like at first two people like seriously bought it, but when Artemis blew up, people went back and looked at certain things yep. and that's a slow, that's a slower series yep. that picked up momentum and is almost as big as my second series. And it's like, whoa, isn't that fucking cool? <laughs> It's, it's so bizarre awesome. how that happens. <laughs> yeah. And I think that this is just nice. Like, you know, not to be like my podcast is fabulous and it was my idea, but it's just chill. It's not an Love agenda. It. Yeah. It's not a, a interview. It's not the stupid blog post, you know, marketing yeah. tours thing. Yes. Where you know you're being like pitched something. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's <laughs> not... I mean, we've, t I've talked, you know, like once I think that in an episode that's coming up about characters and like, you know, tropes and all that. And like, I want to do more of that stuff, but it's nice to kind of just get like, what I kind of want to do is just get like a group of like maybe 20 good authors that I vibe with well. Uh -huh. And like, I, I've already talked with Maggie Lily and she's uh, agreed to come back on and like, we can have the next round of conversation and just okay. get into something deeper. Yeah. Well, I think there's so much value in that. And I don't think it, it's out there. Like, I think there's so much value in what you're doing and just like shooting the shit. And I mean, how often do we get to really all talk to each other and hear about each other's Not a lot. Exactly. There's really no, there's nothing out there for us that allows us to do this. Just like have a yeah. conversation and learn about, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly and the kick-ass like going on in each other's things in like such a organic and like genuinely like comfortable and you know positive way like it just doesn't exist and I think there's so much value in 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 doing this and yeah I mean for me I wanted it just to be like I've always I well, not always I've, I've seen the actors on actors videos I think it's Vogue or one of them does where the actors and they just ask each other questions and uh -huh. talk about things that they've been in and that's what I wanted. There's, we are underrepresented yeah. as artists, as authors. A lot of people have ideas about us 
that yep. I couldn't be further from the truth. I don't have voices in my head. I don't have plot bunnies. <laughs> like, there's a lot of things that people assume. I'm not a freaking nymphomaniac because I write romance. You know, right? I'm not a virgin because I've, I'm hungry <laughs> for sex. Like, all of the ideas that people have about romance authors or authors in general, yeah. it's like... I just kind of want to get some of that out of the way and just see that we're normal people and yeah. we just, we can tell a story. Like the funniest right. thing to me is that I am horrible at grammar. I'm horrible at grammar. There are times that I spell words that Microsoft Word just holds up a sign like, what the fuck were you oh trying gosh, to say? Same. Right? Yes. And it's like, that's great. I don't need to be. That's what editors are for. I just need to tell you a story. Yes. Like same, same. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't know shit about grammar and punctuation and bless my editor's fucking heart because I literally could not do shit without her. And I went through hell to even find her, but she is like the wind beneath my fucking wings. Um, because <laughs> I don't know how to, I don't know anything about the technical side of things. Now I've learned as I've gone and I used to joke that like I would go back to school and take writing classes or something but now I look back on that and I'm like I would never do that I'm the other side of it where I knew a lot but I got tied up by so many different yeah. editors that I'm scared to place commas sometimes because this one didn't like this or this yeah. one with this. I love my editor now too I've I've told her several times that if she quits on me I'm moving to live next door to her no, and like I'll just for real. her doorstep all the time because I'm not going yeah. through another editor and finding thing. someone who fits you like it's so subjective because there are different vibes and different ways to edit books and different yeah it's just that's a whole a whole thing in its own right but like I don't know oh, sure. a lot about the technical side of things but I do know how to tell a story and I do know how to paint a picture and like and I do know that side of things yeah and so for me I just I wanted to get like a new group of friends not from my previous publisher or uh -huh. any previous things kind of shake it up and start over and we've had people on that you know are at your level or your genre and I've had ones that are brand new pops and uh -huh. are we're so oh gosh she was letty was so adorable on here oh. she was she was totally adorable and i didn't know at first but she's a fan of mine oh, so she that. agreed to come on just to talk to me and be a fan i like, was I'm like oh my god let's do this <laughs> yeah i was like and it, but it threw me because i was like oh i didn't know you read my stuff <laughs> Isn't that like the most like nerve wracking, but also like rewarding thing when someone's like, oh, I read you. And you're like, oh, fuck. Did you hate me though? <laughs> or is yeah, it okay? right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why I didn't. That's why I didn't tell you from the start that I had read one of your books. And I, well, then it's also like, I'm sorry, I didn't finish it. I got caught up in my own shit. No, never apologize for that. I get it. Well, but then I was, I forgot who else I was talking with the episode. It was so funny in the episode. And I was like, she was like, yeah, you know, there's like nine, 10, 11 guys. I'm like, how the hell do you keep all this straight? I could never do that. And she's like, um, I've read Seraphine Thomas. I'm like, oh yeah, I do have one like that. You're like, oh yeah, that's right. I did do that. <laughs> like, but yeah, I do have, but they're not all her main, main guys. Right. Like some just are, you know, like moonmates right. or whatever. And she's like, she's like, have you read your own books? I was like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. Like, yeah, no, I have done that. That's hilarious. Um, oh my God. But yeah, so, I mean, that's just the ideas. Just let's have some fun. That. Yeah. Now you have somebody that, you know, extra, like I was going to ask you about, you were talking about ads and like, you know, yeah. and now I know who to go to. Right? And you have somebody for other things and, you know. Yeah. Oh, it's just also stressful yeah. though. There's no one right way or wrong way to literally do anything. 
And no, you start to no. learn that, I think, you know, a couple years in, you know, you don't want to get stuck chasing anything, especially if it's not going to do shit for you. And, right. um, and you just kind of learn to figure out like what's working for you. I felt a lot of pressure to like be more on TikTok or taking advantage of like the newer platforms that, you know, can give you the opportunity to like blow up more. Um, yeah. But I've been really lucky in the sense that, um, you know, being able to watch Raven's success over the past few years with Plated Prisoner and, you know, selling it to, uh, you know, one of the big houses and... Oh, wow. She did that. She went indie. Oh, girl. Yeah. She She's like looking at movie deal type shit and just like oh wow next level All right, i never heard of her before next level no it's hard to keep everybody straight i bet you you've seen the covers i bet you like on some sort of social media like if you google her stuff you'll you'll be like oh yeah, yeah book yeah so i've been really lucky to be able to like be on the sidelines of watching her just blow up to like the next fucking level of all of this and seen the amazing things that have been happening for her but also sometimes the downside of it as well but it's been rewarding for me to be like okay like I'm good like I am good I don't feel like I need to be doing more than I am I feel so fucking lucky and happy and just like good like with where I'm at I don't need just I don't know wait for me like I don't have to do more than I'm doing I don't have to like try and figure out how to be an influencer on in the book talk world I don't have to try and figure out the next like big thing because I just like I can't I I don't have the mind for that I don't have like the marketing I just don't I just want to like tell you a a kick-ass story about a character that got me super fucking excited and I hope that you feel the same way and if you don't cool and if you do fuck yes let's hang and for me like I don't know, just that realization that, like, I can just do my thing and, like, it'll be fine. Uh, It's just been, like, a game changer. And I know it doesn't happen for everybody, and it doesn't always come as quickly as it has for me. When I tell you, like, I've just been fucking beyond lucky, I really have. Yeah. But I think anyone who's been in the game for a minute, like, you know, you for sure and I and, like, some of the others out there, like, you just realize that you do what you can do and it's enough. And, and that's, like, a kick-ass feeling when you when you don't feel like you, I don't know, have to do it differently or or any of that shit. It's not all that great being a trendsetter. Not that I'm fabulous, but right. I started out male-male when male-male was still looked down upon. Mm-hmm. I did this thing with a series and the names, the titles of the books were just the character names for that coupling. Right. Like it was just the main character's name from his perspective and male, male, especially at that time, wasn't first person. So I was one of the first to ever do first person for male, male. Uh And it became, it blew up. Like it became this thing where other publishers were using the character names for their book titles and, oh, who's going to do first person? And then they try to sign me because, you know. I blew up for male male. It's a diff- it's a whole different ball game and it, it yeah, it has a very tighter ceiling or lower yeah. ceiling of what you max out as. Mm-hmm. But I did. And then now years later, 
so many people now have been like, oh, you were one of those who jumped on the bandwagon. I'm like, bitch, look at the copyright date. I was the <laughs> one who did it. Like, I am the fucking bandwagon. What are you talking about? Like, Yeah, but it's like one of those things that like, I don't want to be the trendsetter again. It bites yeah. you in the ass. Would I like a little bit more popularity so I'm more financially stable? Right. Yes. Yeah. I'm not going to lie about that. Mm -hmm. Twilight for me, I'm not like this twi-hard psycho or anything like that. No. But, um, my team was uh, my team was Dr. Colin, of anything. I, you <laughs> You're know, like, I was all about I'm, that guy. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm not looking at little Jacob like I was, right? you know, whatever. I was like batting my eyelashes at Emmett all, <laughs> all the way. <laughs> like, not, not a bad choice, absolutely. But yeah. like, okay, so I read that book um, in college, and I, I had kind of gone, I would be a reader and kind of consume books and stories. And then I would die off. Ebooks weren't like a massive thing. I didn't have mm -hmm. access to like, you know, I couldn't afford an e-reader or um, ebooks or any of that sort of shit. And so for me, like reading was going to Barnes and Noble, having to like look through all of the different sections, trying to find stuff that was appealing and then like going home and reading and sometimes it was hit or miss and when it was missed yeah. to me it was devastating because I just spent like 30 bucks on that fucking book and like I yeah. needed it and um you know there wasn't or I didn't know that there was you know a lot of social media behind series or anything like that like before I started writing I had zero social media presence like I just wasn't on it it wasn't my vibe I've been doing this 13 years there wasn't mm -hmm. all that much social media before right that so I've only ever, I have people now in my life that are like, well, what's your Insta? I'm like, I don't have one. They're like, how do you not have Instagram? I do as an author, but the 100%. people in my apartment complex don't know that I'm an author. I don't freaking tell people here. That would be a disaster. Who do you tell what you really do? Like who? Not, I found not a lot of people. Same, same. Yeah. Like it's a, it's, it's a very dangerous information. People yeah. are insane. Yeah. It's an interesting thing for me because I'm so proud of what I do. You do learn that people take that information in very different ways. Like some people are like, yep. oh, that's interesting, weird. And then when you, the next question is always like, well, what do you write? And then that's where things can get <laughs> interesting. Well, I've had people be like, oh, so you're, you have mental health issues. And I'm like, what? And they're like, well, you hear voices. That's how it works with authors. And it's like, no, that's no, not how it works. That's not, that's not how yeah. that is for that's, all of That's us. kind of what I was talking about, about why I wanted to do the podcast. We've had a very normal conversation. Nobody has talked to an imaginary friend. Isn't that great? Because that's how <laughs> There's no one else in my head. I had somebody like just a random person after I started like picking a fight about how much books cost and how stupid it is. And they're not going to feel guilty that they take the books when they cost that much. I'm like, oh, yes. okay, so just because you decide that that's too much or whatever, mm -hmm. go, you know what? I think that Oscar Meyer makes too much money. Do you agree? You agree? Okay, go into the grocery store and right. just take some hot dogs. Mm -hmm. See how that works out for you. It's the same concept. You don't get to decide that this is too much and you shouldn't feel guilty about it or it's not stealing if it's not a physical product. It's just just an ebook. That right. is my hard work. You know what? I think you make too much as whatever 
position you do, give some of it to me, right? Or you get a reduction in your salary. That's not for anybody else to judge. Yeah, no, I I firmly believe that when people who pirate books or read pirated books try to defend it, I don't actually think any of them believe what they're saying. Maybe that's just me, but I'm like, I really, I really firmly believe that all of them know that they're stealing. They just don't give a fuck. And that's far less of an enticing argument to be like, listen, I know it's wrong. I don't care. Um, than it is to be like, well, but this and that or whatever. I don't think any of them actually believe it. Like, do you really think they believe, you know what I mean? Like they know. I think a handful do. And I will tell you that there is one other handful that I was once a part of. I was broke AF. Mm -hmm. I was skipping meals and starving and I actually, okay, so in my defense, it was, <laughs> in my defense, it was framed as a library site. And this is years and years ago. Uh -huh. So it wasn't like as prevalent of knowledge now. Right. I honestly thought it was a library site. And when I found out that I was actually pirating, mm -hmm. when I got money again, I went and bought all the books that I had downloaded. I felt so horrible. But I've actually had, I've had fans say that to me, like I was broke in college uh -huh. or I was broke whenever and I was depressed and I, I, I did it. I, I downloaded your books and, but I went back and I bought them and I'm uh -huh. like, I, that's yeah. no shade. We, we all make mistakes. We all do stupid, you know, exactly. I, if it helped you get out of your depression, if it helped you get out, whatever, I would have given it to you for free. Like, thank you for right. admitting that. Thank you for going back and doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. But you're right. The ones who try to defend it are the ones who are like, you make enough money. Mm -hmm. And I sit here and go, don't tell me that I have so much money or I'm doing better. You know, I'm doing yeah. good enough. Like, don't judge that because, yeah. So I agree with you that most of it is bull. Yeah. And I think at the beginning, like you said, it was like the Wild West. People didn't know what the fuck was up or people like you said, oh, it, yeah. it's easy to think you're on a website that's innocent and not really understand that what's that's not really a library. Yeah, yeah. it's not on you're the just, up and up type of deal. How about we all just play fair in the sandbox? And I know I sound really immature saying that, but no call me it's not immature but like it, it's so naive that i would want the world to be that way i guess you know it's idealistic like in a good way because that's how it should be but like it's just yeah. sad that our world doesn't there's just um there's such a sense of entitlement when it comes to certain things and books are one of them and access to certain kind of books is you know, an issue where people just feel entitled to kind of do whatever they want and and yeah. not care about, you know, or just say to themselves, oh, well, it's just, you know, five bucks or it's just yeah. this or it is. But like it is it does impact us on the other side in ways that people either don't know or don't give a fuck about. And that it's hard to hear that. It's hard to know that. No. Like you said, somebody stole. I've known authors that have quit because their books were getting so pirated and they were making exactly. so little on them. Exactly. That they're like, I'm. It's just not mentally healthy. And so I've said to people, like, you want to know why your some of your favorite authors quit? This is why they're right. tired of getting stolen from. It's such a privilege to to be able to say, okay, well, I'm doing, I'm doing okay. So as much as piracy sucks, yeah it's not destroying me. And it's yeah. such a privilege to be able to say that. And there's the other side of the coin of far too many authors who aren't doing okay and are really yep. struggling and sacrificing 
to follow their dreams just to have it like just kind of ripped away in this really cruel way by people who just have no empathy uh, and compassion for that struggle and like that hard work and what it takes to like put books out there. And I think in the indie community, you know, it's really diverse in the sense that you can have indies who are like fucking making more money than trad pub authors are and just killing it yeah. in every possible fucking way. And you can have indies who are, you know, writing from their fucking car on their phone. Like there's such a a huge difference and yeah. yet the reader sees everyone as equal. And that's not the reality. Like, you know, it is a intense struggle for a lot of people. It is a sacrifice for a lot of people and it's not for some you know and it is yeah a privilege for some and it's just you don't know who you're fucking with and it's just sad yeah. like when you watch authors who are really just working so hard to get their stuff out there and it and it's not hitting the way that you you know they'd hoped or you would expect as like a friend or something and then they're also getting tagged on the piracy front and then you know just all of that shit it just adds up and and like you said when you see people quit or walk away from the industry because it's brutal yeah it's sad it's hard especially because we yeah. lose really talented people who have special voices and write like kick-ass shit and but like the behind the scenes stuff is too much sometimes and like you get it i had a friend when i was starting out that she was like a cult classic um, favorite between pirators. She would get like hundreds of thousands at the moment her book was released, especially because they weren't even like digitally locked from the publisher mm -hmm. or anything. Right. The moment it would release, she'd have like a hundred thousand downloads yep. on a, one pirate site in that week, mm -hmm. but sell like a hundred books off the publisher site. Uh She's like, even if I could get 10% of that, 10% I could quit my day job right just just 10% yep. and you're like it's and she was just like I can't it's not good for my mental health I can't do this anymore yeah. and I was like you know how do you argue with that you can't you no. have to do it so I've had people really harshly judge me for turning a blind eye to it and it's like look I would love to be David but I am at the end of the day not David doesn't always win against Goliath no you're never what am I going to do against somebody in a, a foreign country who is not held to any law mm -hmm. and I'm spinning my wheels, filing these reports, getting these DMCAs filed to it pop up somewhere else and then laugh at me? Yep. It takes me days to get something potentially taken down just for it to immediately come back up. Yep. And you could have been writing. Exactly. Until somebody else up higher up the food chain really gives a crap and sees that they need to be protecting us like they should be mm -hmm. instead of their conspiracy theories or fighting that, you know, Twitter is mean to was mean to Republicans or right. you know, whatever that bullshit whatever gaslighting topic is trying to get shoved down our throats so we don't pay attention to other shit. I want to give a big thanks to Ivy Asher for joining me for such a fun conversation. Also to all of our fans for checking this podcast out. I hope you liked what you heard and decide to stick around. Please make sure to subscribe to the Fat Books podcast on YouTube or Spotify or that little purple icon on your Apple device. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook to stay up to date on who we're recording with and when episodes are coming out. There's also a Patreon if you want to support the podcast and keep it going. Thanks for staying until the end and hope you enjoyed it.